Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Mark chapter 10 verse 45. Mark chapter 10 verse 45. I'm going to do um, a very important teaching tonight, and I trust that the eyes of understanding will be enlightened to capture this. I'm talking to you about Tetelestar. that is paid in full, paid in full, paid in full. This statement is a very important statement to to God and to the Lord Jesus. And we need to understand it and live our life based on this statement that Jesus made. So I'm going to walk you through a few scriptures and the Spirit of God will give us some light to be able to capture this, okay? Yes, sir. So in Mark chapter 10 verse 45, the Bible says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Tonight I'm going to teach as usual, so uh, I teach every time anyway, but let's assume this teaching service. So it means uh, I will go a bit deeper. Now I'm going to show a few scriptures. As we go on, keep your eyes on the word for. So you are seeing the first one, for many. I'll read it again. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, or to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom. You know ransom, right? Yes. A ransom for many. A ransom for many. Matthew 26, 28. Matthew 26, 28. Okay. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, can you say that again? Yes, 
for the remission of sins. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. Jesus is communicating here, and I want us to follow his communication. All right. 1 Timothy 2, 5 to 6. 1 Timothy 2, 5 to 6. 1 Timothy 2, 5 to 6. He says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Look at it again. Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. To be testified in due time. Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And then the last scripture I want us to look at, Galatians 1, 3, and 4. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at it again. Who gave himself for our sins? that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. There's something unique here. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world? Who is talking, Paul? Now, you can see something here. Paul was talking about evil world in that day, even after Christ was dead and risen. But Jesus was also speaking to this day. Can you see that? Yes. Jesus was speaking like this. Now Paul is speaking like this. So if you ever think Jesus died and destroyed against evil and, and destroyed evil and set you free from evil, he's still even talking about the present world, the evil of the present world, including today. So no evil is supposed to overcome you because Jesus delivered us from that. And he said, this thing, this he did, is according to the will of God and our Father. Now, when the Bible begins to speak of the will of God, then he's talking about something that gives him pleasure. Yeah. I've told you about the will of God. Yes, it, means, it also means that this is something he planned long ago. It has been on his mind that he was going to paint a picture. So, what we are going to look at is God, the Father, painting a picture right from eternity past. He was painting a picture until the picture was completed. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So just note that we are drawing a picture. We are following what he was doing. Of course, I cannot go back into eternity future. But I'm just telling you he's, he's painting a picture. I'm only taking you to the finished work of the, of the picture. Okay. Now, I asked you to look at the word for. Now, if you take a close look at the word for, you will see that the word for in English is preposition. Yes, sir. Is that correct? Yes, Any of them that you look at, you are seeing that Jesus is saying that he is giving himself for us. Which means he is substituting himself for us. So this is the whole pronouncement 
of the great exchange. And that is why he said that he did not come to be served. He came to serve. Okay? Yes, sir. And then the Bible gave a comma <laughs> and said, and to give his life, to give his life a ransom. And I explain what a ransom is. A ransom is a price tag on somebody. Now here, in, 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 in the first scripture we looked at in Mark 10.45, in Mark 10.45, Jesus gave us an idea of what the payment of the ransom would be. He said, for even the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, unto. Some translation says, came not to be served, but to minister or but to serve and to give. Okay. The NLT says that for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. In other words, he's giving his life as a substitute for many. So one life for, for many. So the word for in all the four scriptures we've read is means the word substitute. So when you read it, you understand what Jesus is saying, that he, he didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And what is that serving? He came to serve who? Others. On whose account? On the Father's account. That is the life we live today. I, I showed you in um, Hebrews 10, um, is this 6? Where he talks about your labor of love will not be forgotten. 610. Then he mentioned that because we are serving others. Okay? Yes, sir. He said, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, in that ye have ministered to saints and do minister. Show NLT or another translation. This gives you a picture of how God works. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him. For who? For him. And how you have shown love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. This is the basics for workers in God's house. And for, and, and, <laughs> and for all who work on behalf of the Lord. Now, we are working because of God. But what God wants us to focus our attention on and show our love to, the love that he will not forget, is not the love to him. It's the love we express unto other believers. That is how we love God. God loves us like this, and we love him not like this. We love him like that or like that. We love other people with the love he loved us with. So when you love your, your, the beloved or your brethren, as you love him, God knows that you love him. So he said that for God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love. How you have shown your love to him. Shown your love to him. How am I showing my love? He just showed you. By caring for other believers. So love to God is not shown upward. Love to God is shown to other believers. So you cannot tell me you love God and yet you don't love other believers. You must care for other believers. Okay? Yes, 
Now, this is the same picture we are reading in Mark 10, 45. Jesus is saying that I did not come to be ministered to, to be served. But I came to serve. And he gave you an idea of how he's going to do it. To give his life as a substitute for many. Which means that he is not going to lose his life for his sake. He is going to lose his life or give his life for the sake of other people. Which means that there's, there's someone that ought to lose his life. And those are the many. Those are the many. But he decided to now substitute. You know substitution, right? Uh-huh. He took the place of the many. Oh, amazing. So only Jesus took the place of many. So he could die for the many. So he came to represent the many. When I was studying, I was asking myself that, <laughs> amazing, Jesus wouldn't lose anything if he hadn't died. What, what has he got to lose? Nothing. What has he got to lose? Nothing. He hadn't sinned. He had, he's not under any judgment. He's not under any penalty. If he doesn't die, there's nothing wrong. We, because of Adam, we're under judgment. We were under judgment. If you don't get this, then you will understand the cross. You will not understand the cross. Just like today, a lot of believers don't, they don't appreciate what Jesus has done. So if there's anything you have to talk about, it, it has to be Jesus. Because he substituted his life <laughs> for many. You, you need to ask yourself, for what reason? For what reason? Because he had committed a sin? Because the father is angry at him? Because he was going to go to hell? No. He had nothing to lose. Men, mankind. Because of Adam. Adam also took the place of many. He sinned on behalf of many. He was judged on behalf of many. He was cut off from God's presence for many. Everything he did was for many. So Jesus had nothing. I told you about the federal headship. So, so Jesus had nothing to lose. But I, when I read this, it's so amazing. Now you can see here that there is no pedigree, there's no title. You can see it here. He, he did not come for, I mean, knowing that he's dying for many, he should come boasting around. But, but you don't see that. He, he only shows two things, service and salvation. That's all. That is why he came. Jesus came for two things, service and salvation. He did not come because of pedigree or to boast or to, to show forth. No, that is not why he came. And he announced it. Okay? Go to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place. Now, on the tabernacle on the earth 
it was called the holiest of holies. But the eternal tabernacle is called the holy place. Can you see that? Having obtained eternal redemption for us, this is the ultimate. The Bible says that he gave himself a ransom for many. What was the purpose? For redemption. For redemption. For redemption. For redemption. This is the ultimate. This is the, the, the ultimate of why Jesus was on the cross. Redemption. Apollotrosis. So if you are born again and you don't understand redemption, then you can't understand salvation. Now, you have to be redeemed first before save, being saved. So today, everybody that comes into Christ today, the redemption has been done. Including the malam or the fetish priest or, or any other body outside the, outside the body of Christ. God, Jesus is not about to, to free them. Yes, Please note that. Yes, he has freed them eternally. The question is, you see, if you don't get this, that is how come you would think Jesus only came to die for some Christians. You think he died for some Christians, he shed his blood for, for us. That blood was not for only believers. Remember, when he shed the blood and when he redeemed mankind, there was nobody. We were all. We believed what grace had done and we got saved. Please get it. So, so see, Jesus dying on the cross and blood oozing out and him dying and him whatever, mankind was in him. Everyone was in him. Because he's the representative. Remember, he offered his life for many. So whatever happened to him, happened to many. So on the cross, many died, many were buried, many were raised. Now the question still stands, why are many not saved? Because many have not believed. Many have not believed. And I explained to you that the faith is the, is, the, is the bridge from this world into the unseen realm where Jesus finished the whole thing. So once you believe, then whatever you believe now comes to you. So Jesus has finished, but we have not received. So when you go out to preach the gospel to anyone, you can go to the shrine and preach to that fetish man. Jesus had died for him. His blood, died, his blood was shed for him as well. He too was freed. His redemption was purchased. That price tag on him was purchased. His forgiveness is also assured. But the question is, how he can receive all these riches is to believe in the one who did the work. It's so simple. Somebody will say, but I didn't believe in Adam. <laughs> But I want to show you that this is God's plan right from the beginning. Let's go on. Let's go on. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer, I have a message that I'm planning for is, you know, the heifer. Yes, sir. 
I think we've spoken about the, the bull, the calf, the goat. We've not spoken about the heifer. Yeah, Jesus is still the heifer. Okay, so read again. For if the blood of bulls and, and of goats and of the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purged your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You know what dead works is? The law. Now here, it gives you a picture of who was receiving the payment. God was the one receiving the payment. Not Satan. Satan was not the one who was... Jesus didn't pay Satan for your freedom. Jesus paid God. The question is, by his God's son, why is he paying? At the point when he was paying God, he was paying God like as us, not as him. Can you see that? He was paying God as us because he came to substitute for many. Now, if a rich man comes to take your place as a debtor. He is rich. Before he came, he didn't have any debt. Once he decides to take your place, he becomes the debtor. You get it now? So we are not looking at him as that rich man. We are looking at him at that point in time as the one who was owing. Do you get it now? So if this guy goes to court and gets into the box, in the box, he is not the rich man. He is the debtor. So Jesus, Jesus paid for our ransom. Do you, do you understand that? He paid to God. Now I've heard a lot of people think and, 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 and say, you know, with a consciousness that Jesus, God, Jesus had to pay Satan so that so that, you know, we can be free. No, because the, the thought is that he's, he's God's son. God will not demand any payment from him. So then, if he delivered us from the devil, then he might have paid the devil something. But Jesus didn't pay the devil anything. Okay? Alright. Now the Bible says that he has purged us from he has purged our conscience from dead works. So this is how you ought to live your life going forward. Your conscience has been purged. Now, the same way you believed and you believed in salvation is the same way you believe these things. If the Bible says it has been done for you, it means it is done. How do you receive this? By faith. And how do you express your faith? By working on faith or acting faith. And how do you act on faith? By saying what has been said. We believe, therefore, we speak. So you believe by your mouth is shout. That's not believe, it's faith. Believe is the, is the verb of, of faith. Faith is a noun. Okay? That's what the Bible says. Faith without works. If you don't put your faith to work, it's a noun. 
it doesn't do anything. It will die. So there are a lot of people who have gone to church, heard the, word, the message of Christ. They have heard God's word. They believed or they had faith in the message, but they never believed. Because once you believe, the Bible says with the heart, man believeth. Then the evidence of your belief is with your mouth, confession is made. So it is the confession that catapulted you into salvation or in other words, brought salvation to you. So the same way, this is the principle in the spirit. The same way you receive salvation is the same way you receive every other thing that God has mentioned. So if the Bible says that you have been purged, your conscience has been purged from dead works, you receive by saying, in the name of Jesus, my conscience is purged from dead works. I now serve the living God. You see, this is what you begin to say. Hmm. Otherwise, you read all these things and realize that it's not in your heart. The way to push the word into your heart is by saying the word. I taught you about the three ways of meditation. So that's how you get it into your, into your heart. Okay. So, I hope you are catching the understanding. Now go to John 19.30. That is our main scripture. John 19.30. Okay, so when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Meaning he died. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and what? Gave up the ghost. So you could tell the last word he said on the cross was, it is finished. Then he bowed and then he gave up the ghost. Okay? Yes, now, you remember when Jesus made a prophetic statement that I thirst. They didn't give him water. They gave him the vinegar. Okay. Now, the vinegar stands for two things. The vinegar is a representation of curses. Because it was made from, from grape. And the book of Jeremiah tells us how the fathers have eaten sour grapes. And the children's teeth are on edge. Okay? Uh-huh. So, when you trace the scripture, when you read everything, you realize that what they gave unto Jesus was curse. The curse. Because he had to nail the curse on the cross as well. But one other reason why they gave him the vinegar was that mixture they gave him, according to a little research I did, it was like, because they could tell the pain that he was going through. Do you remember when they gave him the vinegar? He didn't receive wholeheartedly. But some entered. Because the Bible says he drank. <laughs> so, one of the reasons for the vinegar in their mind was to give him anesthesia. So that he won't feel the pain too much. But Jesus, the Bible, that's what the Bible says, he endured the cross. He endured the cross. He didn't need anything 
to stop him from bearing the pain. So he endured the cross. Can you see that? So the vinegar was for two things. It was something like an anesthesia for Jesus according to the Romans so that Jesus, the pain will go down for him. Because the way they treated him was so different. They didn't even beat the two thieves like that. But Jesus had to suffer that. But according to scripture, he had to take our curses onto the cross. For the Bible says, curse is anyone that is hung on the tree. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. So, the word, it is finished here. In English, you see three words. But in the Greek, it is one word. Tetelestai. Now, this word is a very important word to the ears of the Romans. Okay? Yes, it was a very important word in the ears of the Romans. So, when Jesus said, Tetelestai, they understood. They didn't understand. <laughs> they understood according to their normal Roman practices. But they didn't understand according to salvation language. Yes, you get it now? Yes, now, in the same Hebrew, uh, Greek, the word tetelestai also means to complete. To complete something. So it is finished or to complete. Or it is completed. You get it? There is another Greek word whose English is translated the same complete. That's what I want you to see. Otherwise, you might be, you might be mistaking um, tetelestai for teleo. There is another Greek, uh, Greek word called teleo. T-E-L-E-I-O-O. Teleo. Which also means to complete. Complete. Okay. Look at John chapter 4 verse 34. John 4 34. Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Now, if you look at it on the surface of English, it is the same finish he said on the cross. Okay? He said to finish his work. Now, the word finish here is the word tetelestai. Okay? Jesus is saying something here. He's telling you that there's something he had to pay in full. Because the word it is finished, the statement is finished, also means to be paid in full. That's the original meaning of tetelestai. It is finished or paid in full. That's what I'm saying. It's a Roman language. And they use it in their transactions. Paying something in full. And I'll give you a few background. So Jesus is saying here in John 4.34 that his father's will now, this one gives you an idea of when we say the finished work of Christ. The finished work of Christ is for the Father. Because he wanted it to be done. 
Remember, I'm telling you, he was drawing a picture from eternity past. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu for videos you can subscribe to his YouTube channel Prophet Daniel Jedu's book partnership with the Lord is out and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon this book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right you can contact Word and Spirit International contact services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries so many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leave from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.